All right, so God is the creator of all, right? We've been studying that, right? Okay, so we see that in Genesis 1.1. Lincoln, do you know what Genesis 1.1 says? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You remember that? Okay, all right. And then Colossians 1.16 tells us that Jesus Christ created everything, okay? So God and Jesus are the same person. God, and so now, so what we've looked at, remember we looked at all the animals, we looked at the egg, and what else did we look at, do you remember? What? The beaver, beaver, right? Remember the beaver? Yeah, so we talked about all those things, so all those are creations of God, those were all made on days one through five, God spoke them into creation, remember that? He said, let there be, and he spoke them into existence, okay? And then, but what's interesting is that God said something different uh, with, with the last thing that he made. Now, before we go jump into that, what is God's greatest creation of all? What do you think? You say what? Oh, yeah, the shirt? Oh, yeah, I bet. Yes, ma'am, what do you think? What's that? Light, okay. He made that on, on uh, I think, day one or two. Water. Water. You think that's his greatest creation? What do you think, Lincoln? No? Not sure yet? Okay. What about you, Jason? What do you think? Humans. People. Man, right? That is God's greatest creation of all. Thank you, Jason. So on the sixth day, God uses a different phrase to create man. Instead, he says, instead of saying, let there be light or, you know, things like that, he says, let us make man. Okay, do you see the difference? The other he spoke, and he said, let us make man. This change tells us that creation of man is special. Okay, it means it's different. So God was actively involved with man's creation, unlike the rest of creation when he just spoke it into existence. Okay? Remember that? Okay. Now, there's three words that God uses in in the Bible to show that he made man. Okay? One word is make or made, which is the same word. The second word is he created. And then the second word is formed. Okay? So we're going to look at those three words and then see what he has to say. All right. So if you have your Bibles, you have your Bibles? No? Oh, man. So let's go to Genesis 126. Okay? You're thinking about God? Okay, good. You meditate on the Lord. All right. <laughs> Who's his parents? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, so that they will have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping things that creeps on the earth, okay? So God said, let us make man in our image, okay? So he's going to make man. And if we look at Genesis 131, he says, and God saw all that he had made. And then he said it was good, just like you said, Lincoln, okay? Very good, that's right, okay. To the best of his ability, right? All right, so then Genesis 2.18 says, Then Yahweh God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. 
and I will make him a helper suitable for him. Who's the helper? Do you know who the helper is? A girl. That's right. What's her name? Do you remember? Eve. That's right. Yes. Adam and Eve. Okay. Yeah. You're learning. Good. And then Genesis 5.1, he says, this is the book of, of the generations of Adam. In the day when God uh, created man, he made him in the likeness of God. Okay? So God made man. Okay? All right. Now let's look at the word, the word created. God created man as well. Okay? It's all the same, but different. But different. Okay? Just like man and woman, they're the same, but different. Okay? All right. So Genesis one twenty seven. we go back to the original text that we read. It says, and God created man. So he created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them, okay? Genesis 5.1, this is the book of the generations of Adam and the day when God created man and he made him in the likeness of God. And then if you continue on verse 2, it says, he created them, male and female, and he blessed them and named them man in the day when they were created, right? Yes. Yeah, he did, huh? Okay, we'll talk about that later on. Okay, so he made him, he, he made man, and he created man, right? That's right, he made and created the girl, right? Exactly. So, and then it shows where he formed man. Let's talk about that. Genesis 2 7 says, Then Yahweh God formed man out of what? Do we know what he made man out of? Do you know, Jason? Dust? Man, yes. He made man of dust from the ground. Dirt, okay? He made man from dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. So he made man, then he breathed into him, and then man came alive. He didn't do that with the animals. He just spoke them into existence. See how it's different? Hold on one second. Hold that thought, okay? And so the man became a living being. Then it says, And Yahweh God planted a garden in Eden toward the east, and there he placed the man whom he had formed. Okay, so he made, he created, and he formed man. If we look at Psalms 100, verse 3, it says, Know that Yahweh, he is God. It is he who has made us, and not we ourselves. Okay, so man didn't make themselves. God made us, okay? He created us and he formed us. Christ also says this in Matthew 19, 4, and he answered and said, have you not read that he who created them, who's, who's the one that created them? Who created us? God, from the beginning, made them male and female. So who made God? I mean, who made man? Sorry. <laughs> Don't ask that question. That's a hard one. Huh? God made man, right? That's right. See how simple that is? So where did, where did man come from? That's right. That's a simple question. But did you know that there's all kinds of people out there who struggle with that? They don't know why they're here. They don't know what their purpose here in life is. But God made them. And here in a minute, I'm going to tell you the purpose of why you were made. Yes. You have to, yeah, 
And now we'll see why. You have to be careful, okay? So just because he made it doesn't mean we can just do what we want, right? Okay, so we're going to look at that. Great. You just you took my idea, okay? All right. So that also means that we are not gods ourselves, okay? So if God made us, we're not God. Some people worship themselves or they act in a way as if they are God themselves, they want to be rebellious and be their own gods, okay? So he created us, and we can never be God, and also God can never be only man. Jesus was 100% God and 100% man, but he wasn't only man, okay? Hosea 11.9 says, I will not execute my burning anger. I will not make Ephraim a ruin again, for I am God and not man, okay? The Holy One in your midst, and I will not come in wrath. So God is not man. He claims it himself. Now that God has made us, we're obligated. Here's what you were talking about, Lincoln. We're obligated to submit to him, okay, because he made us. He is our creator, okay, we're just a created. If you make a car, if you make a toy, you, it's submissive to you, right? You, you make it do what you want it to do, right? So when God made us, we're going to do what he wants us to do. That's right. He gave you that intelligence so you could do that, right? They don't. That's right. So those aren't the fun toys, though. Okay, so we are not free to do what we want. Our actions have consequences. Today, man is separated from God and has exchanged the truth God gave for a lie and worshiped and served the creator, the creature rather than the creator. God is patient. We should not take that lightly, okay? All right. So go back and read that at home. It's Romans chapter 1, verse 25. We have a special role in God's creation. Genesis 1, 26 through 28 tells us that we are to multiply, fill the earth, and take charge over it. It means we're supposed to rule over the earth, okay? The last thing is that God created us to give him glory. Here's why we exist right here. This is the most important thing that you need to understand about mankind. First, God created us, but the next thing is why did he create us, okay? Isaiah 43, verse 6 through 7 says, I will say to the north, give them up. And to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, here it is, and whom I have created for my glory. Okay, God created you and me, all of man, to glorify him. Okay, hold on one second. Whom I have formed, even, when I have, even whom I have made. So God made us to glorify him. okay. So here God is saying that his people are, are created for his glory. Ephesians 1.11 says, In him we also have been made an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things, according to the counsel of his will. Everything man does should be for the glory of God. And that's 1 Corinthians 10.31. Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask you all, why are why did God make you? Yes, why? For his glory, that's right, to glorify him. And we'll talk about, I'm going to talk about the human body, about uh, maybe your, our vocal cords, how we sing. We'll talk about that. Our bones, yes, that's another one, actually. So anyways, we are made to glorify God, and that's it. That's real simple, but you'll be shocked how many people in the world struggle with why they exist. What is the purpose of man? The purpose of man is to glorify God. So, okay. All right, Emma, why does man exist? God, for his glory, right? So he can be glorified. All right. 
to lift him up, to praise him, okay? Yes, just like that. Okay, well, let's go ahead and pray. Jason, would you close out in a word of prayer? No? Okay, I'll do it then. All right. <laughs> Caught him off guard. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that your glory is revealed um, through the creation of man, Lord. And I know that uh, we live in a stained world, Lord, and, and we don't glorify you in our fullest potential, Lord, but I just pray that you help us and teach us, Lord, as believers to glorify you, Lord. And even those who are unbelievers, yet the body walks around, the, uh, the conscience and the things that are in men that you made still glorify you, Lord, and re- represent you. And I just pray, Lord, that, um, um, that we, we come to you, Lord, or are drawn to you by this truth. And God, I just pray that everything we do glorifies you in a way that uh, um, draws people towards you, Lord. I pray for, uh, for your sanctification, Lord, in all of our lives. I pray in your name, amen.